Okay, we're rolling. Um, All right. Take the floor, boss. Take the reins. Just, uh, what do you want me to do? Say who um, I am, what? <laughs> well, I read, uh, I read that um, post you've literally just put up. And I think oh, it was yeah, awesome. Yeah. So just, just literally. <laughs> yeah, go go um, straight in the deep end. Okay. Well, um, I mean, I uh, kind of backstory a little bit. Um, hopefully, it won't take me too long to explain. I was an athlete a long time. I did g- gymnastics competitively for about twelve years, um, and then after I quit, I did dance and cheerleading um, in through college. Got out of that. For a while, you know, in your college, you drink and you just want to have fun and you kind of still do some stuff to stay in shape, um, but not much. So I, I would go to the gym and mostly just kind of be like, "Woo, here's a treadmill run. I'll do that. Oh, bike. I don't know. I'll do some sit ups like and I had a degree in in um, in health stuff. So I knew exercises. I knew how to do stuff. It was just like I didn't have the drive, I guess. And then I didn't. Um, I just didn't have like structure. So that made it tough too. Um, so that was, you know, my early twenties, I, again, just kind of went through the motions. I never really like gained a ton of weight, but if I look back at pictures, I can tell that I wasn't like super healthy. You know, you can just see, you know, bloated face and, and the body fat that's there and just not muscle tone and things like that. So it wasn't like a bad thing. Cause, um, you know, I was, was happy with my body but now looking back I'm like whoa I really like let myself kind of <laughs> kind of go in a way um, compared to what I used to do being really active so um, I met my husband when we were well he's a little bit older than me but I was in my mid-20s at the time uh, my husband is a very um, active person he's a big runner he's been competitive semi-pro um, at running and now he's kind of ventured into the long distance, um, endurance, like 50 miles plus wow. kind of thing. He's a little bit crazy, <laughs> but you know, it's a good thing. Cause it made me, you know, better. Um, but I met him at the time, like I said, I was kind of just like, uh, but then with him being like that, being really motivated, um, he's also in the Navy as well. So he's, you know, just got that mentality, that mindset to just be, strong-willed and um, keep yourself fit and, and things like that makes you feel good. So we started running together. I was not running that much, but we started doing little bits here and there. Um, and then I was also in school at the time to be a physical therapist assistant. So I had a classmate who did CrossFit and I was kind of like, okay, I've heard of CrossFit, but like, I didn't really know much about it. Um, I also, because I was a gymnast, I would see some of the stuff and it was just like, it kind of made me cringe watching some of it. Like, yeah. Oh my God, that handstand walk is like, ah, uh, or those handstand pushups uh, and the pull-ups. I mean, now I know the fundamentals and how much strength you actually need for butterfly pull-ups. But at the time I was like, what is this crap that they're doing? Like, this isn't a pull-up. Like, so I was like, I don't know. I just feel like these people are just they're going to hurt themselves. They just are doing like things just say it looks terrible. Um, you know, again, I came from a very structured like background where it was very much like technique, technique. And 
I still try to instill that in people that I coach, but it doesn't always work out. And you obviously see people um, not necessarily caring about it as much, but that doesn't mean um, you can't still be really good at what you're doing. So I went to my first class with my husband, um, boyfriend at the time, because I was like, oh, she's talking about it. You know, I just want to try it. I want to see what it's like. I've always wanted to kind of get back into fitness with the kind of intensity that I used to have training as a gymnast. Um, because for me, I like that feeling of just being like dead on the floor in a way afterwards, not necessarily like, you know, you just wrecked your body dead, but you got something out of it. You feel accomplished, um, your heart rates up, or maybe you lifted something like you just never thought you could do. So that was something I, I came from those, those types of training sessions. So I wanted that feeling again. So I went to the class, it was a beginner's class. So it wasn't like major in your face, but, um, you know, it still got me that feeling where I was like, Whoa, okay. I kind of like this. This is, this might be what, what I need. Um, so then we moved up to Maryland, um, for my husband's job. And, um, we officially started at a gym there. And that was actually when I had my very first, like, I would say real CrossFit class. I wish I could remember what the workout was or what we did. I have absolutely no idea. I think I blacked out because <laughs> I can't remember anything about it other than being like, what the hell just happened to me? I love this. And then the next several days I was just so sore, like I could barely move. And I was like, okay, yeah, this is what I, this is what I want. <laughs> But I, I wish I wish I could remember what the workout was because I'm kind of curious what it was now. Um, I remember some of my early classes where like little things happened, but I, I don't know. So that's kind of like the backstory how I got into it. Um, after being a physical therapist assistant officially, I was working, um, doing that full time. I was doing CrossFit and I was like, you know, I kind of think I want to, I kind of want to coach. Like this is pretty cool. I, I like how... Um, you know, these coaches are changing people's lives. I like the mentality behind everything <clears throat> with, you know, focusing on just general health. It wasn't just like go into a class and, and kill yourself. It's like, okay, these are why we're doing this. This is what it's for, but also you need to like, you know, base your, your stuff back to recovery and fueling your body and eating properly. And, um, you know, at that time I was just kind of eating whatever I wanted. I was like, ah, I'm not going to track my food. I'm not going to pay attention to that. So, um, that's kind of started making the wheels turn. I got my level one about six months after starting CrossFit and then started coaching after that. Um, and that was about five years ago. So it's been, it's hard. It's weird to say five years ago. Cause I'm like, where does the time go? But, um, roughly that's about how long. Um, in the meantime, I got some other online certifications for CrossFit, um, my gymnastics cert. I just actually signed up for my weightlifting course online. And then I'm in the process now of finishing my precision, uh, level one nutrition course. So it kind of just, everything just went boom. And I was like, Whoa, okay, this is pretty cool stuff. Um, again, working as a therapist, um, I was having a really hard time working with patients that had no desire to get better in a way. Um, you work with people that come in, they're obese. Uh, they have just 
terrible comorbidities, um, just general health. They don't eat right. They have absolutely no desire to exercise. Um, and they come to you and they're like, my back hurts. And I'm like, well, I mean, I'm not, I would never say this in this way, but I'm like, okay, well, look at yourself in the mirror. You're 300 pounds and you should be probably 150 pounds. I guarantee your back would not hurt if you lost the weight and if you actually strengthened your body and you ate well um, and things like that. And, you know, it's, it's, it was everything. And it was just like, you would work with these people every day and yeah, you'd get them better, but guess what? They'd come back six months later because they'd stop doing their exercises. They would stop being active. If that's what they finally got into, they wouldn't eat. Right. And it was just like this constant, just like circle. And you were like, oh my gosh, I just, I can't, I can't do it. So that's kind of what I was talking about earlier about um, my job being very stressful. I would just come home and I was just like, oh my gosh, I just, I hate this. Um, I liked helping people that did actually care and people that really did want to get better. That was very rewarding. Um, I mean, specifically it tends to be the athletes because they're very motivated. They're driven, but there are people that you, you can change their ways. So there were some good things. It wasn't all bad. Um, but that's kind of why I've fallen into more of the CrossFit mentality with just trying to get better with health and fitness and um, slowly building up my own business where I can just work um, as a trainer, as a nutrition coach, and just kind of help people live sustainable, um, healthy lives, you know, based on um, science uh, and not the, the fad crap you see out there with the, the body belts that shake your fat away or, you know, things like that. So I want to teach people that, you know, you can, you could be healthy, you can be happy and, and you can, you know, hit your goals and live your life as long as possible. And it doesn't have to suck because uh, for the time I thought that myself. So that's kind of like the backstory of, of what happened, why I kind of got to this point. Um, so with, the posts that I posted just recently, um, just kind of about dealing with like self-doubt and, and stuff. I've, um, I guess maybe it's the lockdown. I don't know, but it's kind of been more in the past few months that I've been kind of just feeling like, I guess now I'm kind of realizing just based on conversations with my husband and, um, you know, my own self-reflection, it's just kind of me like making myself feel bad for no reason. And you're just kind of stuck in a rut and, um, I've gotten very comfortable with where I've been because I'm comfortable. I have no reasons to kind of get out of what I've been doing because it's been good so far, but, um, you know, with what I want to build in the future, I just know I have to get out of that, that mindset, that comfortableness, you know, you've got to be uncomfortable. You have to fail, uh, as much as I really hate failing because everybody does, but it really does kind of get to me a lot. Um, I know that that's important. So I'm just trying to like, be like, you know what, Let's just do something. This right here is something that like makes me, well, I'm feeling better now, but I was very nervous. I'm like, Oh my God, this is like really out of my element. I don't talk. I don't talk a lot about the things that I'm passionate about. Um, just cause I feel weird, I guess. I know that's really stupid, but you know, uh, you feel uncomfortable. And, and so you're like, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to share my story. No one's going to listen. No one's going to care. And so that's kind of where I've been. And I'm just like, you know what? I have to start 
kind of put myself out there. Otherwise I'm never going to help other people get past those things. And, um, obviously with just things I've learned, ah, oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I knocked the cord over and it just pulled the whole thing off. Um, yeah. So you just have to kind of, you have to get used to that so you can teach other people how to overcome it. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what that's about. And I'm trying to be better. It's not going to be something I'm going to just immediately probably snap out of, but, um, this is kind of my first step into getting out there and kind of just telling people that, you know, it's okay to feel this way, but you have to kind of push through and, persevere in order to kind of make, make your dreams come true. And, um, you know, whether that's fitness based, health based work related, it could be anything. So just kind of where I'm coming from. Um, and like I said, it's been, it's been a long time coming. My husband have, and I have a lot of conversations about stuff like this. He's, as I said before, a very like determined, uh, strong-willed person. That's, that's what he does. He's kind of come from times in his life where he's had to really persevere and push through and, and deal with adversity. And he's, you know, come out a better person. And so he does really well with stuff like that, um, where I don't necessarily, but he's definitely teaching me to kind of learn, um, just to believe in yourself, I guess a little bit more. Mm. So that's kind of where that comes from. Mm. And that's, uh, it's really powerful. And a lot of people, in fact, I think everyone in some degree struggles with it, um, whether it's, you know, the whole social media game, whether it's just in their own head or whether it's, like you say, like a job or a relationship or whatever. Like there's, there's always going to be that doubt. And if anyone ever says, you know, no, I never doubt myself or whatever, I, I know I can do it. Like they're fucking lying to your face. Like everyone, yeah. everyone <laughs> has that conversation with themselves. Like, well, hold on a minute. Like I could. I could legitimately like trip up here and it, it might not work, but mm -hmm. it, does it, does it necessarily matter? Like you're just going to get up and dust yourself off. Right. And um, the way I see it is if you're provide, if you think you're providing value and no one else takes it, you're still providing the opportunity for people to benefit from it. And it's all about opportunity, yeah. right? They like, yeah. you can take a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. So you could, mm -hmm give i don't know the best the best information out there you could just pop it out there it's free to free to give you'll coach people for free or whatever there's no barriers whatsoever but you know no necessarily people are not going to take it you know what i mean like mm -hmm. it's like well this is what you believe you stand by it you're passionate about it stick it up there if people take it wicked if people don't wicked <laughs> you're still going to do the same stuff you know yeah <laughs> Yeah, no, that's true. And that's actually kind of exactly what my husband said to me last night when we were talking. He was like, who cares if, if, you know, 1 million people don't read your thing and don't like benefit from it and they don't care. And he's like, but one person could. And I was like, you know, you're right. Like I need to stop just looking at the, like the big, sometimes I need to look at the, the small. And so that's exactly what, you know, he said, and basically what you just said, you know, someone's, someone's going to benefit from it, even if you don't necessarily realize it, but that shouldn't be why you stop because you're helping 
someone. And if you're not helping someone, maybe you're helping yourself. I don't know. <laughs> there you go. And it, it's funny because you, you might not get the, um, the recognition you deserve, right? Someone might not come up to you and go like, oh, you, you really helped me with this, blah, 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 or message you or whatever. Yet they'll go home and they'll think about it. So you don't get that like sort of uh, admiration, I guess, you know, the pat on the back but mm -hmm. your job has already been done. You know what I mean? So you can safely sit down at night and just be like, yeah, I know one person's like benefited from it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, I'm trying to definitely think of it in that way now, which is going to take some, some hard getting used to, I think, but mm. you know, cause we're, we're humans. We like to see the, the big picture a lot of times, but we don't really realize all the tiny things that go into the picture. So I am trying my very best to be better at it, but it is going to be a hard thing. Mm. But, um, gotta start somewhere. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. It's just a daily grind, right? It's just like uh, you know, breaking bread every day. Sort of put one piece of the jigsaw on the on the table and and, and keep plugging, keep plugging the pieces together. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's it. It's funny because people people will ask me, right? Or they'll they'll sort of they'll sort of voice a, uh, a bit of frustration, like, God damn, like how, how have these people all got it together sort of thing? And I'm like, look, they don't, they don't know what they're doing. They're all just failing their way there or faking it till they make it or, you know, all these different sayings. And it's true. Mm -hmm. Like when you start, you have a ton of self-doubt. You don't know whether it's going to work and you have no idea what you're doing. And the yeah. next thing you know, <laughs> six months down the line, 10 years down the line, whatever, you end up figuring it out and you look back and you're just like, oh, well, that's only because I like failed a million and one times and just got up one more time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely hard to wait to the future to see that, but yeah, it is yeah. once you can look back, you do, or you're like, wow, okay, I did, I did that. <laughs> yeah. But if it's good, you have to, you have to remember that the, the good sometimes it's over the corner, the over the hill basically, but. It's true. Cause you're right. I, I feel like I probably have seemed in a way like I'm all together and I'm like super motivated all the time. And like I said, I try really hard to be, be that way. And, but I'm, I'm human. I have my doubts and sometimes you do have to kind of fake it till you make it and kind of push through and drive through and fail. And I'm trying to like put my failures out there maybe a little bit more too, for hopefully that will help people realize that I'm not perfect and I have just as many issues as the next person you know we all have our own own battles to kind of work through and so I'm going to try to do do that more just because I think it does help because it helps me when I see other successful people um, you know post something that's like oh I thought I was doing great and then this happened or something and just kind of make you like realize oh we're all human we all yeah. have we all have to deal with that sometimes. And even the, the greats of the greats have, have to do that as well. So I'm not great, great yet, but maybe in a few months or something, I will be. So there everyone needs to see the futures. <laughs> yeah. Like um, it's just, you know, everyone's got a story, right. And some people just have a little bit more twists and turns in their, in their story than, than other people. And like, Hey, it's just the interesting part of the autobiography. Mm -hmm. like if you yeah. went if you sat down and paid 10 quid to go to go to the pictures and watch a movie 
and you sit down, it was like, oh, once upon a time, there was a happy couple. Um, they lived happily ever after the end. You'd be like, well, that was 10 quid wasted. Like, what, <laughs> what happened? You know what I mean? Right, like, yeah. Well, plot line is there's a twist. And then obviously it's solved at the end of whatever. And we watch movies, what, every day or whatever. And you you, mm-hmm. you expect a twist. You expect something to go wrong. Yet we... Uh, relate that to to our lives and then we expect everything to go right yeah that's very true yeah definitely uh, it doesn't make any sense but hey we are human (laughs) we don't make sense (laughs) that's true yeah we're trying to weed our way through the the crazy confusion of life every day (laughs) yeah we don't know what we're doing ever (laughs) no probably we just failed our way here like that's the the (laughs) secret if you want to if you want to give it that name the label but yeah we literally just failed our way here like what was um edison was like a was it a, fa- a thousand attempts before he made the light bulb i think it was something crazy like that yeah something mental and you're just like all right well a thousand attempts we use a light bulb every day yeah yeah well yeah that could go with any invention that's out there it's like how many yeah. times did they just keep messing and messing and messing until they were like oh it works. <laughs> mm. So yeah, and I've actually like read I read I think it was today I read a quote and I can't remember exactly what it said but it was just kind of like um a lot of people they they fail 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 and then they don't really realize how close they are to like succeeding and then they give up like right before that. And so um you know, that's that that was kind of interesting cuz I was like, yeah, you're you know, you that's probably very true. You probably have been like really close to being really good at something or and then you were just like I've failed so many times I just don't want to do it anymore so I'm done and that was maybe that one more chance you wanted to do whatever it was you could have been like oh wow there it is <laughs> so. yeah it does it does make you wonder like um how many how many things you could have done in the past yeah you know when you end up throwing in the white towel and you're like nah this is it I've had enough sort of thing whether it's physical attributes whether it's you know um work-wise or what you just it doesn't make you wonder but at the same time if we wonder what we could have done we're going to be here all day you know what I mean like you, yeah yeah <laughs> you're never going to change you're never going to do anything uh yeah definitely true for sure can't dwell on it too much it's a it's a really a really hard skill to to master to like take the lesson and and leave the hurt sort of thing or leave the wonder you just kind of take what you need take the good stuff and then like sod off into the into the future going forward like it's a really hard lesson to learn mm-hmm. I think it's something we probably are always really learning mm. that less that lesson in particular because yeah it's you might have learned it once and then you're going to get back to a certain point and then you're like oh I got to learn this one again because you yeah, kind yeah. of forget maybe what it felt like or or how it how it worked. I don't know. Because I mean, like I said before, you you get comfortable. It's just like you kind of forget that you have failed in the past that and you came out stronger or better, or maybe it just took you in a different direction. But you forget about that if you're comfortable too long, which I have definitely been. Mm. I think comfortable too long, and so it is really important just to kind of get yourself in a, a different routine, different mindset. 
um, because yeah, you're just going to be stuck if you don't. <laughs> mm. So that's, that's, so. Um, that's a really important point. So how, how did you take yourself after out of that comfortable situation and then throw yourself into an uncomfortable situation? And why did you want to do that? Cause a lot of people won't. And a lot of people will acknowledge the fact of, Oh yeah, I could do that. But why would I want to do it? Because, you know, I've built this like nice life for myself. You know what I mean? Like why, why did you do it? I, I mean, I think really it's come from a lot, like I said, a lot of um, conversations with my husband, um, but just, just, he's always, I don't know, been some, he look he's someone I look up to because he's always striving for more. And so it kind of, kind of gives you a little kick in the butt in a way to be like, yeah, you gotta, if he's doing all these things because he wants to be, to be better, to be more, to learn more then why wouldn't I want to kind of take my chances um, and do the same thing? Um, also just, you know, for me, cause I'm wanting to build this business that I didn't really know was something I wanted to do until probably about, I don't know, six, six months to a year ago, I kind of started getting the idea of it. Um, but I'm not going to be able to build that without doing things that really maybe make me uncomfortable or, or suck. And, um, I've never been one to like, like I kind of said before, I don't, I feel awkward talking about stuff a lot of times because I feel like maybe people don't care. They don't listen. Um, and so I've been like, Oh, I don't, I don't want to talk about the importance of whatever or fitness and health and nutrition because people probably will just be like, Oh, cool. <laughs> but they don't really listen or care. And so I've, kind of got you know like why would I say stuff about this why would I talk about it and so I've just kind of gotten there and I haven't like been used to putting my voice out there um for a long time and so I'm kind of like you know I'm, I'm never gonna share those things with people um and make someone's life better if I don't start getting uncomfortable and just putting myself out there and stop being just kind of a little baby in a way where you're just you know, in your sheltered world and everything's done for you. Um, I don't, I just don't want that to be something I look back on later. Um, so that's kind of what has kind of driven me again. It wasn't something I just like woke up and I was like, I need to do this. It's been a lot of hard conversations, um, with my husband and, just different things that have happened in life. And so I'm like, you know what? Yeah. You really do need to just stop being, being this way because it's, it's taking a toll on your mental health. Um, and then it's also just, you're not going to help anybody. Um, and that's what you want to do. Um, cause that is what I want to do and help people, but I can't help anyone if I never talk about it <laughs> or, mm. you know, put myself out there and things like that. And so, um, I know that that's what I need to do to grow and, and to get better. So that's kind of where that came from. I was exactly the same. Like um, I'm a huge inf introvert at heart. You know what I mean? Like leave me on my own and I'm fine. Like no problem. I don't really want to. Yeah. Um, well, I'll socialize, but then deep down, I just want to, you know, calm down with my cat and just kind of crack on and be in the corner sort of thing. And then you, you think mm -hmm. to yourself, I'm like, well, how am I supposed to, help people especially in our in our craft right our profession of of this whole mm -hmm. fitness game like 
we need to be kind of a face. We need to be personable. We need to be a little bit out there and, and roll with the punches um, in the in the ring. So, like, if you're always in the office or, like, shied away and, and not really use your voice, like, it, it's really hard to be able to do that. And uh, you'll find, like, I don't know, what was it, like, the first three years, four years maybe, three, four years, like, I'd say 90% of the things I would do and say and leave from the front wave or whatever, people didn't even bat an eyelid. You know what I mean? They're just like, whatever, mate, like, fuck off, get out my face. You know what I mean? <laughs> and yeah. um, the next thing, you know, they turn around and be like, oh, my God, that's incredible. How do you do that? So such and such. Like, well, yeah. you saw me doing it four years ago. I'm doing the same <laughs> stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, hey, like, yeah. stick at it. Stay with it. Keep rolling with those punches. Um, I love that uh, quote by Eleanor Roosevelt. Yeah, it's pretty good. Mm. I've, I've read it before, but I don't think it really, like, resonated with me until until recently. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, it's true. Because <laughs> mm. it does make you better. Mm. Um, and, um, yeah, she's wise. Very wise. Very wise lady. Do you know, um, do you know Les Brown? Um, the name is not familiar to me. Um, he's probably one of my favorites. Um, I'll, I'll go back to him whenever, you know, shit, it's the fan for me. And mm -hmm. he, one of his most potent quotes, in my opinion, is, uh, the wealthiest place in the world is the graveyard because people take with them things that they should have done, um, in their lifetime and they never do it. And you just, if you think of that, you're like, whoa. Yeah. End of the day, we're not going to take it with us. You know? Right. If you're dead, you're dead. You're not going to go anywhere. You're not going to use it. If you go, if we believe we go elsewhere, wherever, spiritual realm, heaven, hell, whatever you believe, it doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. Again, you can't take it with you. So yeah, that's very true. You might as well, you might as well give it a shot. Right. Yeah. That's a, that is a good, good way to think. Cause yeah, I would never have even thought of that <laughs> I mean, the analogy that, there that's why these motivational speakers have a job and we don't have that job right because they, yeah, <laughs> they come up with these crazy <laughs> things that just lets the penny drop and you're like oh my god that is genius yeah I do wish I had that uh I always like you know you think things but you just can never put it into like words the way that someone did like for that reason the mm. way they said that or just other ways people have talked and you're like oh, I, I kind of thought that but I had no idea how to make it be like oh yeah <laughs> so it's, well, it is amazing what they do you're like how do you how do you do that <laughs> I think uh that's just years of manifestation coming together you know what I mean and like to to create a line like that that's taken in what maybe 30 years of reading, talking to people, like fucking up, practicing his craft, like mentally rehearsing what he's going to say to a, like a blank wall, writing down yeah. stuff. You know what I mean? And 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 we'll be the same in the fitness industry. Right. Or we'll be the same of how we want to portray something that we want people to do, even with a class, right? So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm big on like mentally rehearsing how you're going to take a class before you end up taking it and like i'll literally sit or stand in a an empty gym and be like blah, 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 blah. 
like actually using my hands, saying it out to an empty gym. And then I'll kind of think back and be like, nah, I like the way that came out, but a different type of learner might not. So, okay, I need to change mm-hmm. that word and change this. And I think that's what ends up creating those, those one-liners that just stick with us. Yeah. Our lives, you know? That's probably true. Yeah. I always, it's funny that you said the thing about rehearsing because I'm not one to really do that, but there's been times when I've, I've coached a class and then I'm like, you, you say things that you think are going to make sense and they just don't make sense. And then you're sitting there just like, what is happening right now? I don't know how to fix this. But then the next class, you're like, all right, I'm going to say this. I'm going to do this. Uh, so yeah, that's funny that you do that because that's probably a smart thing to do. But uh, so you don't sit there and you're like, oh my God, my class just went to crap and everyone's doing things wrong and they have no idea what I'm talking about. Mm. And then the next class you say it right. And they're like, oh yeah, it makes sense. And you're like, why didn't I do that before? <laughs> but I guess hindsight is 2020 sometimes. Right. So. Yep. Yep. hundred percent. And the only reason why I've, I've done that for like years is because I had years of fucking up. Like, you, you know, <laughs> you, you, you say something in a way and you're like, all right, this is the simplest form. I can, I can say this, right. There's no way people aren't going to get it. And someone turns around and goes, I don't understand. You're like, what do you yeah. mean you don't understand? Like, it's simple. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You kind of have to like, oh, okay, cool. I'm going to sit back and I'm, yeah. I'll observe a little bit. And then, you know, it starts touching on, you read Wordify or Team Up or whatever uh, registration um, the, the gym uses. And you read who's going to be in the class and it's like, all right, cool. Like I know this lady, I know that gentleman, mm-hmm. they're a bit different, blah, 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 blah. And you kind of like learn the people, which is a whole different craft entirely. Yeah. It does help once you start to get to know people for sure um, mm. to coach, to coach people. Cause you get used to their personalities, their mannerisms, mm. what, what cue works for them, what doesn't. And so, yeah, it, it certainly helps because sometimes you get that, you get your normal people in your class and you're like, oh, I've got this person, this person, like, okay, they're pretty, pretty good on their own. Like maybe just need a couple things here and there. This person needs this. And then you get a new person that comes to your class and you're like, oh no. And you're like, I don't know what you're like. And then you're kind of on the fly trying to figure out how it's going to work for them or especially if they're new to CrossFit, it can be really hard if they walk into your class and you've got a class full of people that know what they're doing. And then you've Mm. got this one person (laughs) and they're just a deer in headlights, but it's good because then it kind of makes you, you have to learn on the fly. You have to figure it out. It's just kind of probably a good skill that everyone needs to learn. You can't just expect it to be a perfect class. You got to kind of adapt as best you can, but sometimes it's not pretty. But, you know, that's what you, you got to try at least. 100%. 100%. And learning on the fly is a really important, really important skill. And it's like, hey, like, you know, some classes you're going to take is, is going to be less optimal than others. And that's okay as long as you go back and you're like, all right, okay, cool. Where did I kind of trip up here and whatever? What was the curveball that, that someone threw at me? Um, yeah, the amount, <laughs> the amount of times someone's come into class and said something – or done something and it's literally like they're just throwing an absolute yorker at me and I'm just like well what do I do now <laughs> like I well I had this lesson plan and everything's like you know going a 
going to plan and then you just come in and say that i'm like um okay i guess we'll uh <laughs> try and survive the next 40 minutes yeah <laughs> yeah well, you're fine. like oh we're gonna hope for the best and yeah. i'm gonna have you do this and we're gonna pray that it works <laughs> yeah. no, the I best mean, is when people come life. in uh and they're like oh hey so um you know i've torn my hand um my right shoulder's buggered my left knee is done i've got backache um you know and they're just like oh but i want to come in and work out and you're like right um yeah <laughs> okay yeah. <laughs> yeah many a times have i had that happen not just even in the coaching world but in my old job that would happen people come in and you're just like oh my i i don't know what i don't know <laughs> You're just like, all right, we're just going to find something. It could be as simple as, as this, you know, sitting on a chair and standing up or whatever it may be. Mm. But yeah, it can be hard when that happens because you're just like, uh, maybe you shouldn't have come in today. <laughs> maybe you should take a rest day if you're feeling that bad or, you know, you're sick. Maybe you shouldn't be here. <laughs> but people are. People are people and they do things and you just wonder sometimes, but, but that's yeah, where that's life. <laughs> yeah, that is life. But that, that's where coaching kind of becomes a buffer, right? So um, they come in and like, all right, physically, they maybe should take a day off. They probably shouldn't be in a gym today. However, you can tell this person mentally needs those endorphins. So you're just yeah. like, all right, cool. Like, I'm going to be the detective. I'm going to put my Sherlock Holmes cap on and be like, right, what can I make this individual do? That one isn't going to knacker them, like physically, they are already yeah. pretty broken. And two is going to give them just enough. So when they go home, they're going to feel like a, a little bit more human. Mm-hmm. And it's just like buffering. I, I call it the buffer because it's like, hey, you train and work out so hopefully you don't end up developing a load of physical diseases and, and stuff that side and going towards hospital. And then you mm-hmm. also train and, and, and work out. So then you don't have to go deep into the therapist or take pharmaceuticals for, you know, any, anything going on upstairs in your head. So we kind yeah. of like, we sit in this middle where it's like, right, we're going to try and help everyone. Obviously there's the extreme right. cases that need to go on and be referred. And that's absolutely sound and cool. But um, yeah, we're going to try and be like, hey, care about your fitness. So then you don't have to go to the therapist or go this or that. Or blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, do you definitely. I mean, you're not just a, a fitness coach. Sometimes sometimes you're a <laughs> you are a therapist. I mean, that was yeah. a very good way to put it, um, especially when I used to work with patients. I mean, that's I felt like half the time a lot of stuff was more mental than anything mental Mm. disability in a way like they think that they have back pain so then they have back pain and then they can't do a b c d whatever but then also they just have they live a life and they're they're sitting there telling you all your pro all their problems and they leave happier because they just got to kind of chat about that and that's the same thing in coaching you know yeah, classes are fairly structured. So there's not a lot of time to sit there and chit chat with people a ton, but you do, you know, you're there before class, you're there after class and you kind of can talk to people a little bit here and there. And, you know, you 
hear them say they had a crappy day or whatever and then they leave feeling better and you you know you're kind of there making their their day just a little bit better for their own mental sakes and Mm. just things like that and it definitely that's kind of the good thing about about coaching and just doing what you know what you do to help people that way because yeah it's not always physical because sometimes Mm. it 100 is the mental aspect of things um for people um so it's it's really important to kind of support people that way and it can be hard sometimes because you could have had the crappiest day ever and you're like i don't want to talk to someone about about their dog dying or you know whatever it is because i had a really bad day but you do have to kind of turn the brain off sometimes and just be like you know what they're here because they need this and in all honesty sometimes just you talking to them about their issues can sometimes make you feel better from you having a bad day maybe you you kind of realize like wow okay my bad day is really not the bad bad day compared to what this person has going on so it does kind of teach you a lesson that you know, listening and, and hearing what people's mental statuses are sometimes are really uh, beneficial for you as a coach um, personally, but also just in the way you, you know, you coach them, you treat them and, and things like that. You kind of learn mm. for, you know, how to do things in the future. So it's kind of a good thing, mm. but it can be hard. Oh, hundred percent. Like, especially if you're, you're going through like a, a difficult stage or if it, if, even if it's just a difficult day, and then it's like create three, two, one, go. And now I've got 60 minutes where I need to be the leader at the front of the class with all those beady eyes looking at you. You're just like, oh, mm-hmm. geez, like, what am I going to do now? Like, if they could they could tell what's in my head, like, they'd probably run the other direction. You know what I mean? Um, but it's, yeah. it's like switching hats. You're like, okay, like, I might need a little bit of energy right now, but I'm going to give out more energy. And I know I found my remedy has always been exactly that. So if ever I'm having an absolute shite day, if I nail a class and do obviously do it well and um, all the other members clearly benefit from it, I'll leave that that gym on an absolute high. Mm-hmm. And I'll feel so much better. And yeah, like you said, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter the extremity of, um, uh, of how bad the day was. Like... Uh, I will literally feel 10 times better simply yeah. by, yeah, you, I agree. You see a member smile and you're like, okay, cool. Like, yeah. You know, finances. I will enough. say, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. It's all right. Oh, I was just going to say, I, I will say kind of piggybacking off of that is when I had my stressful job and I would mm. go coach afterwards, um, you know, I worked 40 hours a week, so it wasn't like I was, just kind of sitting around. I was busy, but then I would go coach two to three hours after working. And I will say that just going in usually made my day much better, not just because I would get to work out myself a lot of times, but because I got to just be around people that, you know, cared about their lives, changing their lives, being healthy. And then just, you know, you you get, it's a different sense. And again, like you said, you, you coach a good class, things went really well. Everyone's like, you know, sweaty on the ground, but they're also smiling at the same time, Mm. you know, after the initial pain is gone usually, but you know, that, that always did make me feel better. Cause I always, I would always be, I could have been so tired and had the worst 
day at work and then I would go coach and I was always like just so much happier afterwards because it just makes you feel so much better Mm. so yeah I agree I agree with that a lot and I think um I think coaching is all mental it's all the mental side like that's the difference in my opinion right so that's the difference between a coach and a trainer or a coach and a instructor or whatever like so you've got on the one hand you've got zero to 60 minutes or zero to 90 minutes depending on how long your classes are of like all right i'm gonna teach you the movements all right and i'm gonna make sure you you know get a workout or whatever i give you a high five and then you do one and then that's it on the whole coaches aspect it's like it goes much much deeper than that like yeah we teach movements but we coach the individual and it's like Mm -hmm. okay cool like I can tell this lady walks in. I was like, yeah, something has happened. I'm obviously not going to go up into her face and go, hey, you don't look right. You know, what's <laughs> yeah. happened What's happened in your day? Right. Um, but you're going to be like, oh, okay. She might need a different approach. You, you kind of need to be in the member's head without them knowing about it. Like you need to know mm-hmm. what they're thinking before they touch a bar, before they start a workout, go on the rower, whatever. And I think yeah. that little, I don't know how you teach that, to be honest. <laughs> um, but I think that is, uh, that's coaching. It's all mental. Yeah. It's, it's all, you, we teach an air squat so people aren't depressed. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that concept is is crazy, right? But it's mm-hmm. it's all about making sure people don't go home and drink themselves into a coma or pick up a kitchen knife and start slashing their own wrists. It's like yeah, we're gonna we're gonna um focus on your air squat form today. You know, we're gonna give you a, a slice of that um humble pie and you're also gonna get a, a really good injection of those endorphins. And I'm going to show you that there is an individual on this planet that cares about your well-being, whether it's physical, mental, or the synergy between them. It's like that. Mm-hmm. I think that's coaching. Yeah, I would agree with that. That definitely, yeah, that makes sense. I think it's, I would never have maybe thought of that like that myself, but yeah, that definitely kind of ties it all in for mm. sure. Especially when you you just you see people come in, right? And they're clearly living a suboptimal life for themselves, right? And they're a little bit um, suppressed. And you can just mm-hmm. tell, like they're, they're happy, but most of the time they're not, or it's 50-50. And you're just like, hold on a minute. You get, you get one life, you shouldn't be 50% happy and 50% not. Like what, what's yeah. the problem? What's going on here? And then it's like a go back to you coach the individual we teach movements but we coach the individual Mm -hmm. and that individual might need something completely different and then the next thing you know you get a message saying oh yeah like that um course that i've always wanted to do i mean you're a prime example working a job that you didn't want to do you're a part of an environment granted you were the coach so it's kind of flipped on its head but it's exactly the same thing you're part of that environment you get what you needed everything is given back to you and the next thing you know you turn around and be like well i'm going to do my pn nutrition like i'm going to do um this and this i'm going to do some more courses because this is something that i really want to do and then you end up changing the path of your life and then being much happier mm-hmm. 
and all that's yeah. come, come from is literally like the endorphin rush, the community, people caring, and then yeah, someone uh, someone nailing your air squat form. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because when I first started CrossFit, obviously I was a member, and then I started coaching. So yeah, definitely, that's all the stuff that got me into you know what I'm in, you know where I'm going now. It's you know you started as a member. The community aspect gets you you feel better because you're working out and you're happy and you obviously realize that your body can do all these crazy things you never thought were possible. So Mm. that's also, you know, a win as well. Um, You test your, your strengths and then you learn how to get better at your weaknesses. And it just makes, it obviously makes everything better later because you kind of learn from that. And then, you know, you, you definitely change your life. Um, in many ways, it has changed my life in many ways, not just physically and and mentally, but like, it's obviously taken me into a new path of life. And it's, uh, it's something that makes me happy. Um, they always say you're supposed to do something that you love, not something you're just stuck doing. And I used to think being a therapist was like what I wanted to do and I would love it. And then it was just like, I started doing it and it's like, this is just it's exhausting more than it's like rewarding. And I'm just, I just was like, wow, I didn't know this would happen. (laughs) You just, you don't expect it, you know, and you think, you know, what you want to do for the rest of your life. And then you're like, wait, what? Mm. (laughs) Then you, you know, spend all the money on school and you're still paying it off. And you're like, why did I do that? (laughs) Why didn't I find this beforehand? But you know, it's definitely, it has had its good points because it's taught me a lot, but I'm very thankful for, for CrossFit and just finding that place. That's kind of just taught me that there is more to life and in the fitness world, but also just in, you know, your happiness and your mental health and Mm. you shouldn't do something that you don't like because it just, it, it does wear on you over time. And it just makes, just makes your life terrible. I mean, it really does. You're stressed out. And then, that stress carries on to your, your spouse or significant other, or if you have kids, it carries on to them and your family and your friends. And it's just like, it's ends up being this, this big bomb of (laughs) things that might happen eventually where you are like, Oh no, everything exploded. And now, now what? So it's good when you can realize those things sooner because a lot of people don't, and it's unfortunate that they, that they are stuck doing things like that. And I'm very fortunate that I have, had these opportunities kind of come up for me because if we hadn't moved, um, then I would be stuck doing the same thing. <laughs> Maybe I would still be trying to build a business, but it would probably be a way slower process. Um, maybe it wouldn't happen because you have too much other things going on. So life is funny that way. Um, you know, as much as I have been slightly depressed in lockdown because it's just been a lot it's, you know, definitely had its, um, its ups for me as well, because again, I have, I've had the chance to finally work on my fitness personally, just my goals as an athlete. Um, you know, right now the games is never going to be on my mind, but there are things that I want to do at a higher level and things that I wouldn't have been able to even attempt doing because I didn't have the time to train like I do now. Um, and then also it just lets me start 
learning new things, taking classes that I wouldn't have had time to do beforehand, um, you know, and then also starting to build up a business and, and clientele and starting to help people do what I do in a way, you know, not necessarily the exact same, but, you know, mm. learn that they can do things that make them happy and they can eat food that doesn't suck and, you know, things like that. So that's, that's definitely been a blessing in disguise. Cause yeah, at first I didn't really realize it, but now I'm like, yeah, this has been good as much as it can wear on you some days being stuck inside all the time or just, you know, being able to go out for walks here and there. It's definitely, you have to kind of appreciate what, what you have and, and where you're going. Mm. Um, so it's been, it's been a good thing for me. Yeah. Everything happens for a reason. Right. And most of the time, the lessons that you need are actually covered in a lot of shit and you need yeah. to kind of, uh, you need to go through that and you're like, Oh my God, this is awful. Like why, why do, why am I doing this sort of thing? And the next thing, you know, you pull out that gem, um, you know, the diamond mm -hmm. in the rough sort of thing. And you're like, Oh wow. Like, okay, cool. Yeah. This is what I need to do. And then you start gaining momentum and, and, uh, and it goes forward and you, you, you mentioned something and it's, it's a really weird concept of like people, we pour, we pour water from our glass, right? We pour energy into our job. Yet mm -hmm. people don't do anything that puts water back into the glass. And how are you supposed to pour for an empty cup? That's yeah. when, you know, people end up getting sick and they, they take it out on, on other people and they end up having this crisis, you know what I mean? And they're like hit breaking mm -hmm. point. And they're like, whoa, it's because you're doing something that just takes all of your energy and you're not getting anything back. Like, yes, do something you love and are passionate about and plow your energy into it. However, it should give you some energy back. Yeah, like, yeah. That, that same thing should be like a cycle. Like you pour it in there and it's also pouring it back into you. So you can give more and do more and, you know, you should mm -hmm. enjoy what you do, which is which is easy for us to say because we found it. Yeah. And it, it, it's difficult when you don't necessarily know what it is. Um, but hey, do a job. And if you hate it, you know you that's not it. Do another one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is, it's easier said than done, I guess, for some people, but it's very true. Yeah. If you hate it, don't do it. And I know a lot of people don't necessarily have the option sometimes to hmm. obviously stop working. So, but I will say there are always ways it just might take longer. Hmm. Um, I think people just need to make yeah. a decision, right? It's just like, oh, okay. Like, people are bitching and moaning and you don't necessarily like the position you're in now. Okay, great. So make a decision. Are you going to do something about it or you're not? And you've got to, yeah. so you've made your bed either way. So now you've got to sleep in it and just be like, well, you made a decision to do something about it. And if the first way didn't work or the thousand and first way didn't work, it doesn't matter. You just keep finding until, you know, you find a way, you make a way sort of thing uh, because yeah. you made that decision and just stick with it and just keep going. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You have to, yeah, lie in it. <laughs> that's the way, that's the way it is for you. Then you got to kind of deal with it, I guess. It's mm. true. So what, what yeah. was it like um, coming from gymnastics and then going into CrossFit? What was that like? Um, well, I mean, it was, 
other than the fact that I was just out of shape, it was a pretty easy transition for mm. me. Um, I mean, you've, you've probably heard it a bajillion times from games athletes or even people that aren't games athletes. If you do gymnastics or something that is, is um, technical uh, and also needs a lot of um, body awareness, dance, uh, wrestling, um, cheerleading, things like that. I feel like anybody that did something like that um, when they were younger or older, really, they tend to kind of jump into CrossFit a little bit easier. Mm. Um, so for me, it was, yeah, I was very out of shape. I wasn't as strong as I used to be, but because I had the body awareness, I learned things very easily. Um, because, you know, someone could say to me like, okay, you, uh, for the snatch, you know, you need to be, uh, bringing your hips to the bar, not the bar to you. You could say that to somebody, but if they have absolutely no idea what their body is doing, mm. they are not, they're not going to get it. They just don't get it. And so people could say that, you know, a coach could say that to me and I would be able to think in my mind, okay, I feel my muscles doing this when I'm bringing my hips to the bar versus the other way around. So I know what I need to be feeling to do that movement correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, so that it just was, it was an easy transition. Um, obviously for the gymnastic skills, I didn't really have a lot of problems there. I already knew how to do all the stuff. It was just a matter of getting the strength back. Mm. Um, Cause everyone, you know, celebrates the bar muscle up or the muscle up. And it's like, I knew how to do a bar muscle up already because that's like one of the first things you ever learn as a gymnast is how to do that. Mm. So I already knew my body was like, I know how to do this, but I just didn't have enough upper body strength to do it anymore. I obviously was quite a bit heavier than I used to be when I was a competitive gymnast. You know, you're obviously hormonally as a female, you're changing your body's completely different than what it used to be. Uh, especially when you're a competitive gymnast. So those things I had to kind of get used to like being like, all right, this is a little bit different now, but um, you know, a lot, a lot of my friends still like to make fun of me for uh, the first time I got my bar muscle up because it was like three months after I'd been doing CrossFit and I just like did it. And they're like, what? Like they were so (laughs) pissed. And I was like, I'm, but I already knew, like, I already knew how to do it. My body knew exactly what to do, but I did, wasn't strong enough day one. So then three months in, I've gained up, you know, the strength back to do it. And they were just like, they're still mad about it. I still have some friends that are like pissed about it. They're like, Oh, I remember coming in the back door and you were up at the top of the bar and um, so-and-so asked you, did you just get your muscle up? And you were just like, yeah, like whatever. It's so great. And they were like, I hate you. And they like walked out and I was like, Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was like, yep, that was, I remember that day I do, <laughs> but you know, it, it was, it was, I mean, it was a good time, but, um, that stuff was really easy for me to get used to doing again. Um, I'm still building up the strength for, for things like ring muscle ups and, um, uh, handstand pushups, you know, I have it, but I would like to be better. So things like that are always, um, things you have to improve on. You always have to get stronger to be, uh, um, you know, more, uh, I guess, endurance wise in those particular movements. Um, mm. cause a lot of times that's what it comes down to after you gain the strength, you have to gain the endurance in the muscles as well. So that's stuff I'm still working on, but, um, 
it was definitely an easy transition. So anybody that I know, any of my old gymnast friends or, you know, cheerleading friends, if they're like, how do you like CrossFit? I'm always like, definitely do it. Cause you will just, you, you would just get so good at it so easily. And then everyone would be so mad and jealous of you, but, <laughs> but you would like it and then you would be good at it. So it's nice. Um, but I definitely think it, anything that, like I said, body awareness, um, sports are like key when it comes to, um, doing CrossFit yeah, people that 100%. have like played soccer yeah, they might be okay. But a lot of times they're like, I don't know what to do with my upper body. I've only used my legs, you know? So it's, it's definitely a different type of learning for sure mm. for those people. That's the, uh, uh, that's the same experience I've had with, with anyone who's come in and he's been a ex gymnast or, you know, cheerleader, even rock climbers, like they're, they're still pretty good. They know what's going on. Um, mm-hmm. and you're just like, all right, do this. And they're just like, okay, like, what the, <laughs> how did you get that so quickly? You're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, well, we're going to try and do this. Like, okay. Like I, I do remember, what was it his third, third or fourth session? I took a, a bloke through some fundamentals. We had five sessions. Um, I think it was his second to last one. So it was his fourth session. Um, he ends up doing a muscle, muscle up. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, you've never done this before. Like, what's going on? He's just like, well, um, yeah, you said do this and I did it. Just like, <laughs> um, okay, like, <laughs> good job. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then you, you got like, you, you spin that on the head and if someone's never worked out before, never done anything physical, never played any sport, and you're like, okay, cool. I want you to finish with the med ball in front of your chest. And they're like, okay. Okay, coach, I understand. Next thing you know, they're like, okay, three, two, one, go. And they put it above the head. Mm-hmm. You're just like, wait, hold on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like in front of your chest, like here, you bring them down. They're like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm like, all right, wicked. We'll try again. Like three, two, one, go. They put it above the head again. Just like, what? Is your chest above your head? Like, what's going yeah. on? <laughs> that is a very true statement that happened to me too as a therapist I would have patients that you would be like all right now I want you to straighten your arm and they they would like keep bending it and you're like do you not like straighten your arm you have to all you're gonna do is straighten your arm like I don't know like what what my old coworker used to call them um motor morons she was like they're just a motor moron like they don't know what to do with their body and I'm like the perfect way to describe it because yeah they just mm. they can't help it you know but because they haven't learned and they've been doing whatever for 25 plus years you know they don't know but it was it is funny because you're just like ah what sometimes you're like I don't understand why you don't get that but but then they learn you know they get better mm. <laughs> just takes a little bit of time <laughs> Yeah, it takes a little longer, like like you said. But it, it's a miracle they don't hurt themselves getting out of bed in the morning. I'm like, how how do you live your yeah. life if you don't know how to like straighten your friggin' arm? Yeah, it's like yeah, you definitely do wonder things like that. You're like, uh, well, how did you how did you lift that box up to your your counter if you didn't know how to do a squat? It, yeah, you do. You just wonder sometimes. You're like, I don't know. Mm. And then you're probably like, well, maybe that is why your back hurts because you're lifting something the wrong, <laughs> the wrong way because you don't know how to do it properly. Mm. So that's yeah. the other side of it too, probably. 
it's funny how how uh, most things end up, you know, not fixing themselves, but you can understand it a lot more and then you help yourself and it ends up improving simply by understanding your own body and, and how it moves and, and all that. Like, just yeah. understand what's going on and then we can we can move forward. Like, I've got an athlete at the moment, like, she's got a little bit of sciatica, um, had a little bit of a problem with her disc. It's not massive, like... Uh, massively problematic but it's it's messing her up a little bit so i'm there explaining okay this is what's actually happened this is this is the reason why this is why we're doing this this and this they're like oh okay and then psychologically too she can stick with the program rather than being like oh no this isn't working right now um i'm gonna go try this and i'm like whoa whoa, whoa. follow the breadcrumbs and it will lead you to mm-hmm. fucking hansel and gretel's house like but you yeah. just gotta keep following the breadcrumbs <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that goes with a lot of things, not even just body movements and different things like that. It's like teaching, teaching people how to eat properly and how Mm -hmm. to um, just, just be healthy, just be a healthy person. It's like, they see all these things, which is unfortunate in our industry that the stuff is out there. Um, It makes me very angry seeing things on TV that are just so misleading or so not necessarily right up dangerous but is essentially could be very dangerous for somebody but um you know you, you're like okay well you don't need this detox tea to 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 gain or to lose weight you don't need it or people are always like well my liver needs to detox and you're like no your liver that's what it does it it detoxes things on its own that's its job mm-hmm. and people just it, it can be really hard and again there's all that crap out there it's just teaching people just so many bad habits and it's like you just don't you don't know how to start like to fix it but you're like for me I'm trying like little by little to be like no this is right like do these things like I promise it's gonna be it's gonna be easier if you do this I promise like mm. it's the simplest of tasks and people want to make it so complex and so like beyond things that are just like drink water, eat healthy, eat vegetables, eat fruit, like all these things. Like, I don't know why that is just like beyond people to understand that. It, it but requires, they're like, no, I need this. <laughs> it requires more work though. Right. And it's like, they kind of look at it and be like, it can't be that simple. I need to pay my money or take this pill or whatever. And then it also like, you know, it, it kind of gives the question of, Western medicine is is based upon all right if you're ill or if there's any problems you just take medicine like you yeah it's always pills or whatever you know what I mean so it's already ingrained in people's heads of like oh well I'm not where I want to be so there must be a pill out there or there must be Mm -hmm. a tea out there or whatever and I'm like holy shit mate yeah how did we get here without those things like well um I don't know. I was like, exactly. So use your common sense. And I was like, first of all, you're wasting a load of money. And is it working? They're like, uh, I might have lost, I don't know, half a pound. Yeah. Like, you lost half a pound because you've stopped eating dessert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so. Yeah. It's a, it's a funny world we live in when it comes to that stuff. And that is like definitely one of the things I'm like trying to teach people to stop to stop that because it is just I mean sometimes you have to laugh 
at, not at them as the at the clients but like at the things out there because you're just oh, like yeah. you look at something and it just looks absolutely ridiculous like it, it's comical and then you sit there and you're like how did somebody buy that yeah. like didn't they laugh at it is it just me and you just wonder you're like didn't somebody else think it just looked funny why would you be like this looks weird I think it's gonna work for me like I don't know that's just maybe maybe that's not how I think but that is it's sometimes it just makes you wonder you're like I don't know because when I see something and I'm like that looks weird like why would I use that like it just looks weird I wouldn't use that mm. it can it's like the same thing as like maybe not wanting to do a certain exercise because you feel weird doing it it's like I don't know if you feel weird doing it well why would you do it <laughs> like, I don't know <laughs> that just, like, that's just kind of like what are these little like step things people get to put underneath their uh that desk where it's like oh, it's kind yeah, of on a yeah. piston. I'm like, yep. do you want to get your steps in, mate? Get off your ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Or if you're working from home, like a lot of people are now, like get a treadmill. <laughs> Walk on your treadmill while you're reading your whatever for work or something, you know? It's definitely like there's a lot of things you could do just to get exercise instead of doing those just silly silly things it just mm. blows my mind even like work calls or you know you're on a, a longer a longer phone call just walk around your house or go for a walk outside and like that's yeah. it's usually if i'm going to be on a, a pretty long call usually it's to like my brothers or whatever like it doesn't require me to take notes you know right. um i'll just stick my i'll stick my headphones in and then i'll just go outside and just start walking around like mm-hmm. aimlessly it's like well you know you could be like lie down or sat down all this time or you can you can go out and just kind of walk around and then the next thing you know you come in and you, you're a little bit, little bit more refreshed you've had those endorphins your back doesn't yeah. hurt as much because you because your hip flexors aren't as tight as a duck's asshole and you can and you can sit down and, and actually do some work you know yeah no i agree it's definitely easier than people make it seem <laughs> which is something i want to teach people <laughs> like it can, it's easy i promise yeah it's not hard the hard part is the time it doesn't yeah i was gonna say it doesn't go as fast as you want it to but in terms of the actual work it's pretty easy you know mm-hmm. like but yeah we all you know want that quick fix i mean I'm just as guilty of being like, I want this to be this now. Granted, I know that, that that's not realistic and that's not how things get done. But there are times that you still sit there and you're like, well, I want my, my back squat to be at 300 pounds like tomorrow, but you have to work t- to get there. Hmm. And, you know, it is sad that we just live in this world where people are like, it should be here fast. It should be here now. Like that's just how it should work. And now there are some things that I do agree need to be like that, but not your health and your wellness and, mm. you know, your overall, you know, fitness and things like that. That's not how it works, but Amazon prime. Yeah. I do want that to come quickly, you know, things like that, but <laughs> internet connection, we want that to be fast, but those are very different than just a general lifestyle. And like, people don't realize like your life is your life. I mean, it's hopefully for most of us, we live to be, you know, hundred years old. Um, and if you think about it that way, like you're not going to just 
you shouldn't think, uh, oh, I want it to go fast because you live for a long time. So why do you think it's going to just be there now? You know, you need to be working at it for, for your whole life. That's what it, that's what it is. It's a lifestyle change. It's a lifestyle journey. Um, and so many people just don't look at it that way. And it's, it's hard to change people's minds to be like, this is for the long run. It's not a short fix. Like you have to do it to live until you're a hundred, if that's what you want, you know, play with your grandkids and do all these things. So it's a, it's a tough pill to swallow for some people, I guess, but Mm. trying to educate as much as possible is, is all we can do, you know, as people in this world, in the fitness world. So little by little, maybe somebody will pass that on and it'll eventually hopefully in the future be an easy thing and people will just kind of get, and then they'll just do it that way. You know what I mean? Mm. I mean, build it and they will come. Right. So it's like, Hey, just keep, keep throwing good stuff out there. And eventually, you know, um, heads start turning and it, it creates a little bit of momentum and you absolutely hit the nail on the head and said, it's a journey. And people, people think about it as a destination too often. They're like, oh, it's this, or it's when I gain this, or do this, or lose this amount of um, weight, or whatever. It's like, geez, like, it's like topsy-turvy, you know. It doesn't matter what happens. The tide will come in, and the tide will go out twice a day. Yeah. That's what health and wellness is. It doesn't matter what happens. Like it will change, it will adapt, it will grow, it will decay or whatever. And you need to give it some loving and it's a journey. You need to go up and you need to come mm-hmm. down with it and you need to learn the lessons for both. So then hopefully, you know, we can stay on a high in our wellness and, and, and fitness and health more times than we're on a low. Um, yeah. But both end up giving you those those lessons and it's, it's both part of the journey, right? Yeah, yeah, I agree for sure. It is a journey. <laughs> it definitely is. Yeah. Definitely is. Um, if people wanted to find you, mate, where would you where would you end up sending them? Uh, personally, like in person, or just um, like virtually? <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go giving out your uh, your address or anything. But uh... oh, good, good. Um, yeah, I mean, people can uh, obviously check my Instagram. Um, Early Wine Fitness is the handle name. Um, I also have a Facebook page as well under that same name. Um, currently in the process of building up a website, but that's going to be a little bit of time work in progress. Um, kind of trying to get my house moved in before, <laughs> before that happens and then continue on with that. But, um, I've started doing that. So hopefully that will be up and running at least in a a month or so is the goal. And then I do have an email address as well, um, which I think it's on, no, it's not on my Instagram, um, but it is on my Facebook page. So people can also um, send an email. Oh no, it is on my Instagram. I take that back. So if they click the the email button on my um, page, they could send me an email that way. So that's another way to, to get in touch as well. Perfect. So Perfect. yeah. I really appreciate your time, mate. It's been awesome. Yeah, of course. That's been fun. Even though I was like really nervous, I'm glad I did it because it was a good time. <laughs> ah, it's just a conversation, you know, like uh, there's there's no need to be nervous. I'm, this is not the BBC. Uh, you're not going to get like a huge introduction. No, the fucking slides are coming <laughs> over. You know what I mean? I'm like, hey, I'm drinking a coffee. We're having a good chat. 
and then yeah. hopefully if someone likes it great if people don't whatever we've had a good chat <laughs> yeah definitely well i'll let you get on with your your day and i'm gonna go eat some dinner <laughs> nice <laughs> it's nighttime now and then you're gonna start your breakfast i would just do yes it's actually valentine's day here um oh yeah that's right today. yeah so yeah so you can treat somebody to something special or treat yourself either way. <laughs> why not? Yeah, why not? Exactly. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. Have a good time.